The BAE Systems Podcast. Hello and welcome to this podcast special from BAE Systems. I'm Tim Smith and in this edition we'll be focusing on technology and in particular how the way we interact with machines will shape our future. Let's cross to BA Systems Stirling Square office in London, where our reporter Lynn Parsons is with Nigel Whitehead, BA Systems Group Managing Director for the UK, and Tom Arsenault, Chief Operating Officer of the company's US operations at BAE Systems. Lynn. Thanks, Tim. Nigel, how do you see human and machine collaboration evolving? Well, it's a critical question, really, and it's, it's, it's a great question. It's an area where uh, the company is actually out in front in terms of thinking through the engineering issues, but also... Uh, the ethical issues around uh, the interaction between humans and machines. Uh, most notably, uh, the machines, if you if you get the design right and then define a level of autonomy, you can potentially put uh, the machines into areas where, uh, in the battle space, uh, they're very dangerous and you wouldn't normally put human beings in, in, into those positions. Uh, and uh, an autonomous system will, if it's an aircraft, for example, work out how to fly straight and level or line itself up to get some reconnaissance pictures or to uh, gather information uh, relating to the, the, the battle space. Tom? In the future, we'll have systems that can fly into an unknown area, detect signals that they might have never seen before, learn from them, and, uh, and, and put in place some sort of corrective or countermeasure action. What would you say to those people who are afraid machines will replace humans in the battle space? Hollywood would have you believe that uh, the machines will be given control of the world and they will go wild on us and start killing human beings indiscriminately. In practice, um, we cannot and would not design a system that would do that. Uh, We've never been asked to, and nor would we. Uh, But we are very conscious of the fact that uh, the critical issue for the acceptable use of such vehicles is that human beings are in control. Look at some of the ways that uh, machines can help uh, the human operator, right? And we see some of these um, exoskeletons that uh, people are working on for soldiers in order to help them carry heavier loads or to run faster. And uh, there are great examples of how humans and machines can collaborate. Nigel, how do you feel technology can help? help us improve the way we work across the company? It gets to the heart of uh, our design processes, our manufacturing processes, our support processes, as well as our market offering. So it's the ultimate enabler. Uh, Our customer takes us seriously because we have a mastery of the key technologies that make a critical difference to the products and services that we offer. If we look at the interaction between machines and human beings in the production workspace, what's called cobotics, uh, the ability for human beings to work alongside robots in a safe environment, knowing that the robot arm isn't going to suddenly swing around and and cause you physical injury, but the robot will hold something perfectly still or manoeuvre something which is too heavy or or hot or dangerous to handle uh, into a position where, as an operator, you need it to be. Those sorts of interactions uh, made possible by the rapid development of of technology really important for us. In support environment, uh, the idea of capturing all the data and the products speaking to you, again, fundamentally changing what we're able to do. Yeah, and then there's the whole area of information technology, right, which is another sort of enabling technology that we use, not necessarily something that we sell, but something that we use every day. You have developed a wide range of fantastic technologies, but if you had to choose one, what would you say has impressed you the most and why, Tom? If, if I had to pick one, and it's one that I, I, I talk about, not many folks know that we actually designed and developed the brains to the Mars rovers, 
right, that were up on the surface of Mars, way, they lasted way longer than anyone thought, uh, sort of driving around on the surface of Mars doing all of this exploration. The brain, the microprocessor, the board that, uh, that drove that uh, was developed by BA Systems, so pretty, pretty cool. I suppose the thing that's impressed me most uh, is, again, it's this big data thing, being able to analyze and sift huge amounts of data and find needles in the haystack. And uh, when I looked at the uh, the way that our uh, candidate UAVs have gathered information, perhaps flown over areas day after day, and been able to spot what's different, and on board work out that something has changed, and therefore they're going to take pictures of the thing that has changed, get that selective bit of inf information back to a commander and say, are you interested in this? Because it's different from how it was an hour ago, and it's different from how, how it was yesterday. And just minor differences, minor changes, uh, make f a profound difference to how a war would be uh, prosecuted, how intelligence would be gathered, and the quality of information that commanders have. I think that's a real uh, discriminator and it's a real game changer. Nigel and Tom, thank you. Back to you now, Tim. Thanks, Lynn. Lynn Parsons there with Tom Arsenault, Chief Operating Officer of the company's US operations, and Nigel Whitehead, BA Systems Group Managing Director for the UK. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for this BA Systems podcast on technology. If you'd like to find out more about the latest technology at BA Systems, go to www.baesystems.com. From me, Tim Smith, and Lynn Parsons, it's goodbye. The BAE Systems Podcast.